0: Welcome, everyone, to the presently unnamed Mongoose podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kuczynski, and I'm lucky enough to be a client success lead here with Mongoose. I work with just over 70 of our nearly 400 client colleges and universities, and today we'll speak with Jacob Joseph, an assistant director of admissions from St. Michael's College in Vermont. Jacob will speak about St. Michael's success connecting with prospective students. Full disclosure, as a client, there's probably going to be a lot of Mongoose and Cadence terminology. However, we'll try to keep this as neutral as we can so it can be a resource for the the whole industry and not just some cheesy sales presentation outside of higher education jake is very adventurous he's a skydiver cliff diver and a breakdancer. he loves karaoke the new york yankees and is still trying to get his first fantasy football championship jake joseph might be the world's most interesting assistant admissions director welcome jake thank you for joining us and uh, if we can start how did you get into admissions
1: Great. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, how did I get into admissions? I think is going to be an answer that a lot of admission counselors would give. Um, and essentially that is, it kind of fell into their lap, not necessarily something I was looking to do. Um, and I, you know, think a lot of people don't have that thought of becoming an admission counselor um, after they graduate school. But I actually had a business and marketing background. Um, and my first job after graduation was in sales. Um, I quickly discovered that I was not the best salesman um, in TV advertising is kind of where that was. Um, So I was kind of quickly looking for some other opportunities and some other, you know, experiences. And the job opening came up at St. Michael's. Um, And obviously I went to school there, had a lot of affinity, really loved the place um, and figured that, you know, it really was a lot of, you know, the same type of work. It is sales, but, you know, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit differently. I absolutely love being in higher education, working with students um, and is now Really forced me to start to think about you know long term career, and I'm actually going to get my graduate degree um, in higher education.
0: Oh, congratulations! That's awesome. That's very cool. And how is building the relationships with the stakeholders like your college counselors at various high schools or with uh, parents of these students?
1: Yeah, and obviously you know very different (laughs) conversations that we're having with you know those different stakeholders. So it's kind of always important to be. know, on your toes and knowing who, you know, who you're speaking with. Um, So, I mean, in terms of, you know, making those relationships with guidance counselors, you know, it's important to let them know everything that, you know, your school has to offer so that they're best able to really communicate with their students and see who might be the best fit for them. Um, But also, you know, with parents, it's really important to focus in on some, you know, very different elements and different topics. You know, financial aid, obviously a huge factor in that decision. They're going to be you know, probably paying or helping pay for a lot of, you know, their students' decisions about you know where they go. So I mean, those conversations really do change, um, and especially with the students, you know, it's more so, you know, what majors do you have? What's my community going to be like? And you know, will I be successful in this place? Um, so I mean, it's kind of just always important to know who those people are and to really, you know, adjust your conversation to give them the best experience.
0: You graduated from Saint Mike's in. Uh, was it 2015? So you were Correct. looking at colleges, uh, let's see, would have been fall 2011, if I'm doing my math mm-hmm. right. So that's right, yeah. Between now, or between 2011 and now, um, you know, obviously there's a generational shift from millennials to uh, Gen Z. So do you find mm-hmm. that there are, are major differences between the way you are recruited versus the way you're recruiting students now?
1: Absolutely. Um, and honestly, a lot of it does have to do with communication. I think, you know, when I was uh, when I was going through the process, it was primarily email blasts, you know, I was getting and which not necessarily has changed so much. um, But I think that was kind of the primary form of communication. I mean, we had some high school visits, um, as well as college fairs, things of that nature, some phone calls as well. But I think the big difference now is the much more kind of personalized attention that students are getting. Um, When I was going through it, you know, I didn't really know my admission counselor all that well. Um, You know, I didn't really have a great sense of, you know, a communication channel that I would be going through. But I think today it's just so much easier through texting, through email, through phone call. You know, we're literally at, you know, all of these schools that we're going to. Um, I think it's hard not to really be involved if you want to be involved. Um, And I think there's also this, you know, stronger push to, 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 visit campuses. I mean, that's something that, you know, we're obviously doing, especially with some of our tertiary markets in some places, you know, a little bit further away um, to really get students to see what campus is like, whether that's in person or through kind of a virtual tour that we've also set up as well. Um, so I think a lot of those things have definitely changed to make things a little bit different, but also I think a little bit more accessible.
0: Absolutely, and so you mentioned communication and that being more personalized. So, um, obviously, you said email hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, we know you use texting, so you're a client. But what are what's sort of the general com flow or the general without you know sharing anything secretive? Mm-hmm. We don't want to, get to give away any secret sauces. But uh, you know, what's sort of the general communication strategy that you have at St. Mike's?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, first and foremost, I mean, we are a smaller school, so you know, we do have the luxury of being able to communicate very personally with almost, you know, and pretty much all of our students. So that's something that, you know, we absolutely want to keep at the forefront is really working on personal development and, you know, personal relationships with these students. Um, So, I mean, we obviously are, you know, are continuing on with email, um, obviously sending out a lot of informational um, material through that. But, um, you know, texting has been new for us for the past, you know, three or four years now. Um, And I think that's been just, very important in terms of you know connecting with these students so they have somebody that they can easily go back and forth with on questions that they might have at any given moment and just knowing that they are going to get a response back um, is something that you know i may not necessarily have had then but is something that is very very important now um and then also you know in terms of kind of building those relationships i mean we also try to hit All areas as well, in terms of phone calling, um, but we also do things as simple as sending birthday cards and Christmas cards that are actually handwritten by us um, to send to students. Um, And I think that's something that, you know, a student who actually gets a piece of mail, for some reason, and I don't know why, it's the most exciting thing in the world to get something (laughs) physically in the mail. Um, So I think that's something that we've noticed too, and has been one of our bigger, you know, selling points is that, oh my gosh, you actually sent, you know, a a birthday card to wish me a happy birthday. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, So, I mean, we do little things like that as well to kind of, you know, really do help foster some of those relationships.
0: Gotcha. And I would imagine between all the different media, you mentioned that uh, there's sort of varying levels of formality. Is that pretty fair to say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So how do you, how do you balance that? You know, speaking the, the student's language with, you know, still holding up the uh, you know the standard of, of higher education and certainly the standard of st. Mike's too
1: of course of course and I mean I think it is you know obviously depending on the channel you're using I think a little bit different so clearly texting you know caters to a little bit more of an informal discussion um, primarily because you're not going to be sending you know boatloads of information in a text um, so I think that's kind of where it, it does fall into play um, a little bit there but you know in terms of kind of the formality of you know, speaking a student's language, for me personally, I think it's more important to be genuine and to be authentic and to be who you are. So I don't think it necessarily has to be something that, you know, you're specifically speaking, you know, as the student would speak. Um, Because I personally believe that, you know, for the most part, students do know that they are talking with and speaking with, you know, somebody who is in a more professional setting. And I think it's important for students, especially going into that high school, into college stage, that, You know, there are different types of relationships that you can build and professional relationships are something that are important. Um, So I think kind of in terms of, you know, starting those conversations and keeping that sense of formality is important, um, but kind of balancing it out with kind of the ease of how you communicate with students. Um, So for email example, you know, I think, you know, we're going to be sending quite a bit of information um, for the most part. Uh, but then with texting and, you know, phone calling, it caters to a little bit more of informality so that we are able to really engage with students. Um, but I think obviously the most important piece is to be authentic, because I really do think that students um, can really see that. And I mean, it's very easy to tell when somebody is being genuine versus, you know, when they're just sending out something in mass or, you know, something along those lines.
0: And so speaking about that authenticity and and being genuine, so um, we know a number of our clients will utilize memes. and, Like, for example, a a school the other day um, used a couple memes to try to push students to uh, apply early action. So is that something Mm -hmm. you would engage in then, or or would you sort of as uh, as an individual as well as St. Mike's um, almost sort of step away from that and say, you know, it's not authentic to us, so we wouldn't engage in that?
1: Right. I mean, and I think it, yet again, it, one, it depends on the school and it depends on the person themselves. Um, but I think it's absolutely okay to have fun. And I think that's something that is, you know, that is okay to do. Um, cause I mean, there is, you know, that professional level of fun, there is that element to it. So I think memes, emojis, things of those, you know, those nature, if it's something you would do, I would say you should absolutely do that. Um, because I think, you know, yet again, if it's something you wouldn't do, And it's clear just in your delivery and how it's coming across and you're just trying it to be, you know, that edgy or to be cool, you know, quote unquote. um, I think it it comes off that way and it might not go so well. But I think if, you know, you're comfortable with it, you can easily lean into it. um, I think it's absolutely effective because, you know, essentially because students will be able to engage with that. They know it. They understand it. And it's a little bit more fun and unique um, than kind of your standard. Communication stream and messaging.
0: Right, and when everybody's trying to be edgy, I mean, nobody's edgy anymore, right? I mean, it's sort of like exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like the Incredibles, right? The you know, everybody's a superhero. Mm-hmm. Nobody's a superhero, right? So yeah, that makes exactly uh, sense. <laughs> Do you find that uh, this generation of students might be a little bit more cynical or skeptical, or I guess better at um, cutting through that?
1: I think so. Yeah, um, I really do. Um, and one from just a sense that I think they're they're getting overloaded with a lot of messaging. Um, so I think you know, for on one hand, it's really easy to ignore, and it's really easy to see and you know believe that you know uh, that's you know not authentic. It's not a real message. I don't really feel like responding. I don't think you know that it's necessarily worth my time. Which is why I always talk about you know the importance of being genuine and authentic, so that when you do send out those messages and you do, you know, communicate with those students, they understand that, you know, they are going to get a response back. They are going to really communicate with you. Um, I remember in some of our first inceptions of, of text messaging, you know, we would send out some more automated kind of, you know, disingenuous type messaging and we would get replies back that were, you know, not great, a little snarky just because <laughs> they thought it was a bot <laughs> and, you know, something that wouldn't reply back. Um, So then they were actually genuinely surprised and excited to know that, oh, I didn't realize this was actually a real person. I apologize and, you know, I will actually use this going forward. Um, So I think students are absolutely kind of on the lookout for these types of things, um, especially because, you know, students are getting texts from pretty much any and everything, too. I mean, I get texts from my doctor about appointments. I get texts, you know, from, you know, everything. So it's kind of always important to really know, you know, that element to it.
0: Gotcha. And and at Elevate, which is for listeners who might not be familiar, Elevate is our annual user retreat. And so uh, Scott Jassik from Inside Higher Ed mentioned that um, systems and technology and content and branding are really kind of becoming the new rock climbing walls in higher education. So do you find when you go to these college fairs and these visits that, um, you know, that that's happening or is it a little overstated?
1: Uh, no, I think absolutely happening. Um, I think it really is something that, you know, everybody's kind of on the lookout for and really honing in and focusing in on. Um, cause I remember, you know, if, you know, a few years ago, it was kind of, the, you know, specifically at a college fair, you know, one person brought an iPad and put on a <laughs> slideshow. Right. And then, all you know, next year, everybody had a slideshow. I mean, I think people are very cognizant and, you know, focusing in on that. Um, and I think what's new... And what we're doing this year, and we have done, you know, the past year, we created a virtual tour, and we actually have our counselors armed with virtual reality headsets that they're bringing to fairs oh, and wow. to high school visits. So that way, you know, perhaps in some of our tertiary and further away markets, we can actually show students what campus will look like. Um, so that's something I think is yet again another trend, and I think we'll see that definitely increasing over the next couple years or so. Um, and even in, you know, I think from Less of a technology piece, but from more so the paper copies of everything that you send. Um, I think in you know a college fair, we always have you know a carabiner that attaches to all of our pieces that you know is a little bit different, a little bit unique, and despite them being the worst thing to travel with because they don't <laughs> fit in a bag very well, um, you know everybody's always impressed that oh that's really different. That's you know something we might consider um, because I think. Every counselor kind of is looking at other tables and other areas and thinking, you know, what can I bring back to maybe, you know, change a little bit or make us stand out and be a little different.
0: Catch. Gotcha. So, how do schools then, if everyone has carabiners, everyone has a VR and an iPad? So, what makes what what makes schools like the IT School at these uh, at these college fairs or at these visits then?
1: Yeah, and I think honestly that I think is the hardest question because I think if we knew the answer definitively, (laughs) (laughs) we wouldn't have these conversations. Um, But I mean, that's something that is really challenging. I think for a college fair specifically, you know, those unique factors can come into play. So if you are kind of first in that realm and you know onboarding something along those lines, you might be for that cycle. Um, But I think a lot of you know defining and becoming that it school for a lot of Different places. I think one has to do obviously with geographic market and territory. Um, so I mean, I could have that VR headset in Alaska, but you know we aren't as you know prominent there, so I still might not get the traction that you know would help me out. Um, so I think you know geographic location is important, but also in terms of you know your history with that school. You know, have you had good relationships with the guidance counselors? Have you had students in the past come there? I think those are all very important in, you know, driving the next generation of students to come to your table, to talk to you, to end up going to your school. And sometimes it's completely out of our control and sometimes it's, You know that popular student that decided to come, and now all of a sudden, a lot of other students are very interested in coming to Saint Mike's as well.
0: (laughs) That's right. So that's a great segue. So, um, is peer influence still huge, or are students kind of more um, individualistic, or you know, they? One of the great. Ironies or paradoxes of of high schools. Everybody wants to stand out, but they don't. Um, you know. So, you, so is peer influence still a, a huge factor for these students in your recruiting? You find?
1: I think so. I mean, I think that there are you know an increasing number of students who are more independent on you know finding things on their own. I have noticed that, but I still think peer influence is absolutely a factor. Um, I mean, from my own experience, when I was looking at schools, I was absolutely looking at schools that my other friends were looking at as well. It was just kind of natural to want to go where you have some familiarity and to go somewhere where you have at least some sense of comfortability. Um, because when I went, ended up going to school at St. Mike's, I actually knew nobody. It was kind of a completely brand new transition for me. Um, but I think, you know, in my head back then, it would have been nice to have at least somebody that I'm going with. So I think students are absolutely looking at where, you know, their friends are going, where, you know, A general population is going. Um, So I think it absolutely plays a factor.
0: That's interesting. Now, from the converse of that, are there particular profiles or qualities that um, stand out in students that, you know, when you you meet them, when you see them at a, you know, whether it be a high school visit or college fair, that they they just become insatiable for uh, St. Michael's or rather (laughs) St. Michael's just really, really wants to recruit that student.
1: Of course. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely those factors. I mean, we have our general profile, you know, in terms of, you know, the the grades and the, you know, the classes people are taking and things like that. But I think what most stands out for us specifically um, is one leadership roles. You know, we love to see students really stepping outside of the box and going kind of above and beyond um, what they're doing. Uh, you know we love to see that they are involved in something but the fact that you know they actually took the next step and was able you know to lead or to really be a mentor for somebody i think that is something that really stands out for us specifically um in terms of a quality that we look for because that's what we find when our students are here that's what they're doing um so you know to use myself as an example yes i was able to you know, become involved in our little brother, little sister organization, but then I also help lead that program with some other students as well, and we help foster many other relationships too. So I think that's kind of the general consensus of, you know, students that we do see um, who do come in really wanting to make a bigger impact. And so not only are they helping out, but they're also taking those next steps too.
0: Gotcha. Do you is that part of the the pitch then that you would make that at St. Michael's you can really kind of get involved and and make these impacts really easily.
1: hmm Of course. Yeah. I always tell students that. I mean, in terms of creating something on their own, I mean, we've had students really create um, their own clubs and their own you know entities and things. Um, we had um, an athlete uh, a few years ago um, that created you know a hope happens here. Focus in on um, mental health and mental awareness around athletes specifically. Um, And they, you know, actually got an award for that at the end of the year, ended up throwing out the first pitch at Fenway Park, um, you know, and really having, you know, a fantastic experience, you know, we're able to get on ESPN for that. Um, So, I mean, we do have students, you know, everything from athletes and service work um, and a lot of different elements that really do kind of take on those roles.
0: So you would define that then as, a, I guess, kind of like a big deal then, is sort of just really kind of caring about the greater world and kind of seeking out those opportunities to benefit it, basically, right? Is that sort of the...
1: Absolutely. Nice I mean, and it kind of goes into our core kind of philosophy there um, in terms of we were founded by the, the Edmundites, so not an incredibly well-known order there, but you know, some of their core fundamental backgrounds are in service, hospitality, and education. So kind of being that is some of the, you know, core foundations of who we are and how, you know, we, you know, essentially have our students become and, and be involved in that.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I would imagine that students find that attractive, right, generally, that, the idea that I can make an impact on the greater world. That's very on brand, if you will, for Gen Z, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. To be able to come into something, take ownership of it and really make an impact. Um, I mean, I think, you know, obviously social justice is a very kind of hot topic word right now, but also something that we do truly believe in. And I think students, you know, much more conscious of it now and really, you know, honing in on, you know, understanding that there are things that they can do to make an impact.
0: Yeah, and I would think one of the, the nice things about where we are culturally is, you know, celebrities seem to obviously in the eighties, you know, they we are the world and then that whole movement far made. But, you know, there mm-hmm. seems to be very mainstream concern for um, bettering the world and, and lots of very cool kind of uh on trend celebrities seem to uh, to push those sorts of things, so that is kind it of it really recent. does and I think
1: that that helps out I mean it's kind of shifting the trend in, in a much more positive way I think is incredibly helpful
0: gotcha so how much of that is so I guess how do you balance being authentic with that and, and really caring about that versus chasing that uh, that trendiness in a way that would be uh, less genuine or less authentic
1: sure I mean and so I mean obviously we want to be you know authentic in that messaging and kind of you know being yourself and illustrating that you know that's who we are as a school, I mean, I think that's kind of the most important part because I don't think necessarily being trendy is the right step for the most part, um just because obviously trends change things will be different um, but I think if you're authentic to who you are, you're going to find people that you know also want to be a part of that and to be part of that conversation. So we, not, we haven't really necessarily changed in, you know, our core philosophy and who we are and what we believe in. Um, it, I think it's just something that has become a little bit more pronounced and popular or, you know, quote unquote cool, which is really helpful and beneficial for us specifically. So I think, you know, that kind of just helps create a conversation around that. But obviously being that genuine, authentic who you are will also help, you know, create, you know, students that will also, want to be a part of something like that and be a part of that community so i don't think necessarily trendy you know is as important as you know finding those like-minded and bringing people into that
0: that's great that's yeah phenomenal um so in terms of uh besides st michael's obviously who do you think communicates those sorts of messages to prospective students the best like some of your, not necessarily competitors, but just other schools that you've seen and, and you really kind of admire. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, I mean, we've had, you know, obviously our competitors do a very good job as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, <obviously laughs> too good of a job, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, yeah, I know, we try to beat them up, but, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's very good. Um, and, you know, from just some of the examples that I've seen, um, and specifically I'll plug Elevate for you as well, um, you know, Southern Utah University, I think their use of storytelling was, incredibly incredibly engaging i mean they use video um to show and accurately you know illustrate what a student experience will look like and the fact that they're able to do that in some shorter clips as well as some longer clips i think was you know really really impressive um and something that you know when i was watching and looking at some of those videos i was thinking all right how can i yeah we have know, mountains here in vermont you know content.
0: we could do a yeah. similar video. <laughs>
1: Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, we have some great sunsets. We got some pictures. We, we can make something work, I promise. Um, so that's one thing I think that, you know, I was always very, very impressed with was kind of their element and use of storytelling. Um, and then to plug another Vermont university, I'll also plug Norwich as well. Um, I think their just effective use of communication overall is impressive, um, particularly with texting specifically. Um, I think they're a school that, you know, they do similar to us, really focusing in on that personalized relationship so that, you know, they're able to accurate, accurately really identify what a student's experience might look like um, and really show them and have them experience that.
0: That's great. Well, Jake, thank you so much. And uh, we're asking since we're, we're, we have an unnamed podcast right now. So um, what would you call our podcast?
1: That's a great question. Honestly, I think this is the hardest one I've had <laughs> all day. So. I have, I think, a couple ideas. You know, right. One, I'm just in my head thinking, you know, fireside chat, so you know, higher education fireside chat. Gotcha. That's just one that immediately pops into my head. But to also kind of relay some, you know, branding and maybe the use of cadence as well, um, perhaps discovering your communication cadence in higher ed. Interesting.
0: Discovering your cadence. I'm writing these down. These are good. <laughs> I promise not to uh, t- take credit for make sure we I've already them.
1: trademarked it so don't worry
0: that's great <laughs> Yep. well Jake thank you so much for your time I uh, really appreciate you coming on especially during uh, travel season and uh, best of luck with recruiting and obviously if there's anything we can help with at Mongoose always let us know
1: fantastic well thank you so much for having me I really do appreciate it take care thank you alright bye bye
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or if Mongoose can help you in any way, please feel free to email me at mike at mongooseresearch.com. We also have lots of great content at mongooseresearch.com, at mongoose, H-E-D, on Twitter, and mongoose on Facebook. Until next time, thank you.